Philippians chapter 3. This is the finale in this series. Um, Paul is writing to the Philippian church and he's Philippi was a it was just like Vegas put it like that Philippi was a place where there was a lot of idol worship there's a lot of cultural things that was creeping into the church. And what Paul was, he was sitting in a prison and he was writing to the Philippian church and he was trying to tell them, or he was telling them about the goal of life. Last week we talked about, we dealt with verse 13. And he basically said last week that I've been a Christian a long time, but I still haven't gotten it yet. In other words, I still got more work to do on me. And so we're going to pick up on the next part of his conversation in verse 14 today. And so he says, he says, I'll I'll read 13 just for contextual reasons. He says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I reach forward to what lies ahead. Watch what he says. He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, let us therefore... As many as are mature have this attitude. And if in anything you have a bad attitude, God will reveal that also, not to me, but to you. I want to talk about this morning the steps to finishing. The steps to finishing. May be seated in the presence of God and thank you for all of our listening audience or viewing audience online. And I want to say to our viewing audience online, you don't necessarily have to sow anything into this church, but I just believe that if you're being blessed by the word of God, reciprocation is in order. There's a button on our website that you can go to and there's a number that you can text in your gift if you'd like to do that. Or you can cash app it. And Sister Hunt will put that in the comments. Unfinished part four. Uh, Thank you, ushers. Unfinished part four. When I started this series, an unfinished, it was because I was taking an inventory of the lives of the people that I pastor. I realized that there were a lot of you, and including myself, that you have great potential in you. That you have 
dreams deferred. That you have a lot of unfinished projects in your life. We've had failures, but we've also have, we've had stuff that we have not finished in our lives. I prayed about it. And the Lord began to form the series unfinished. It's crazy because I started to take a look at my life. And I realized some things. That the things that I should have finished by now, I haven't finished it. Two years ago, the Lord told me to write and finish the book that I'm getting ready to prepare to finish off this week. And I had to repent because in disobedience, I started, but I didn't finish. And I know that many of you struggle with the how. Amen. And I'm hopeful that throughout the series, I gave you the formula. Amen. I started off by telling you, unless the Lord builds the house. That unless you're doing it for God, it's not going to be finished. Come on, somebody. Told you, amen, unless the Lord, God, unless God is protecting it, unless you've dedicated to God, unless he's protecting it, you and I will never see the end. Are you with me? Last week we looked at Paul. And, and, and I want to I say this. There's a story of a man who made a phrase. He says, I wish I can get ahead. You ever had that wish? I wish I had done things differently. I wish my life was better. Says a man at his 20 year high school reunion. He was the one that was most likely to make it. He was the athlete. He was the one that was popular. He was the one that walked around. He was smart. He was handsome. He had favor. But yet, after high school, life. Come on, somebody say life. Life showed up. <laughs> And as a result, he put his dreams, his destiny, his God-given talents aside because he had so many failures along the way. Many of us are dealing with a failure mentality. Many of us are dealing with a lot of insecurities because we tried before, but we failed continuously. And now we're trying to make sense of our lives. Do I have anybody? I want to tell you something. That story sounded real familiar to me. Does it sound familiar to you? But I want to tell you this. You don't have to stay there. 
Failure is not an option if you have God on your side. And failure can only overtake you if you allow it. Come on, talk back to me. You can either learn from your failure or you can continue to live in failure. You you following me? You can learn from it or you can live through it. And a lot of us, we have lived through a lot of different things. We've lived through failed marriages. We've lived through failed parenting. We've lived through failed careers. We've lived through failed business ventures. Only to find ourselves settling. I don't think you're hearing me. I'm going to show you something here in a minute. I got five things and I'm going to sit down. But, But I believe that we're using the unfinished things to justify why we are where we are. Come on, somebody. I tried that before, but you didn't try with God. When you when you married that fool, I mean, when you married that, y'all wasn't saved. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Y'all wasn't saved. Y'all wasn't into God like you are now. See what happens to people. They get into stuff, and then when they get saved and they get new revelation, they grow They want everybody to be like them, but you got to give them time. So if you got to do it by yourself, then baby, you got to do it by yourself. Don't get frustrated trying to be God. You hear what I said? Don't be frustrated trying to be God. See, and oftentimes, that's what the issue is. And I want to say to somebody here today that God wants to do it for you. He wants you to finish. But I'm going to show you something. You have to discern what you're going to finish. I'm going to show you here in a minute. Because, because ever since we started the series, some of you went and started to finish some stuff. That ain't what God wants you to finish. That was part of your development. I'm running ahead of myself in the message. That was part of your development. Okay? So you need to have that experience. You you follow me? You need to have that experience so that way you could understand now, oh, now I ain't going to do that. Are, Are we walking together now? Watch this. Paul, Paul had one goal. Gosh, I'm running ahead. He had one goal in life. And that goal was to know Christ. One goal. He had many activities. But he had one goal. And the reason I know that he had one goal is because he states it in the book. (laughs) He says... Um, first of all, I, I, I got one thing on my mind. Verse, verse eight, 
Verse 10. That I may what? Know him. Can I ask a question? Well, let me make a statement. See, I'm all over the place now. The knowledge of God The knowledge of God. Listen to where I'm going with this. Now, there's two types of knowledge. You have academia knowledge. That's gnosis. You follow me? He wasn't talking about gnosis. He was talking about epinosis. Epinosis has the idea that you know, but you have an experience. Do I have anybody? So in other words, what he's saying is that I don't just know God from reading the Bible. I have an experience with God. Watch this. And because of this experience that I've had with him, I want more. It's not a one-time experience. Some of us have had a one-time experience. That's it, but we're good now. We're good. But our character's not changing. Our lives not changing. Our conversation not changing. Nothing around us is changing. But we got all this knowledge. We're we talking about what happened back then. But watch this. We serve a progressive God. God is progressive. Watch this. But we are changing constantly. And so, in other words, as you mature, you, watch it, your experience with God is different. Look what Paul says, 10, verse 10. He says, that I will what? That, that I may know him and the what? The power of his what? Resurrection and the fellowship of his what? Suffering being conformed to his death. So he says, not only do I know him, about him, but I know what he went through. See, as you grow, you get to experience more. Told you, watch this. And when you start going through suffering, you're not complaining because of who you know. You, you, you with me? You with me? The more you get to know him, the more you know him, the more you pursue him. Watch this. You get to be conformed to that image. To know, to know the fellowship of his suffering. He says in verse 11, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. In other words, Paul was looking at the resurrection power, but he was looking to the rapture. So what did he have in his mind? He was thinking biblically. See, what I'm trying to say to you about finishing is about not what you're going to gain from it, but what will it do towards your advancement in knowing God and fulfilling what he's called you to do. Watch this. I'm getting ahead of myself. Look at, look at, look, 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 just look at, let's look at, let's look at. Verse 14, let's just get there. 
because my I'm I'm way over time. He says in verse fourteen. He says so. So with all that said, look what he says. He says I do what. I do what. I press on. Oh, you went too far. I press on. Now the word press means to pursue. See, a lot of us stop pursuing God. That's why it ain't done yet. Because you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to exclude God from all of it. You got big plans. You got money in the bank. And guess what? It's going to leave you just like that if God ain't in it. He says, I press on. I press on. How am I going to finish? Steps. Steps, Pastor. I need them steps. Give me them steps. First step is this. If you're going to finish. Put it, for, put it up there for me. You must have a clear Purpose. What is your purpose? Clear purpose. Notice, I'm not talking about what you think you want to do. I'm not talking about what, you know, what you see. The question I have for you is, what's the point? If you're going to pursue or pick up what's unfinished, the question is, watch this, what's the purpose? A lot of us are running, but we have no purpose. Here's the thing. Because some of the things that you have not finished may not line up with the purpose that God has for you now. Do I have a witness? The things that God has for you now, watch this. God has given given it to you in that season, but it wasn't meant to be finished. So as you grew, as you got older, your purpose changed. See, see, see. And as you mature, God is trying to help. Listen, it wasn't meant to be finished, right? That, that thing. Does the thing that you're picking up match up with the purpose that you have now? Bruce said, I'm going back to driving school to learn how to drive trucks right because he started a company but he kind of did it flip flop see what I'm saying so now he got to rewind and and, and because he figured I didn't need school then I I don't need to do that I'm just go out here and do my own thing but he soon found out I I hope you don't mind me using you He soon found out, man, shoot, I did this thing backwards. But he's not prideful. He's not prideful to say, you know, man, I messed up. Let me go back and do it the right way. See, what a lot of us are doing, we're trying to jump steps. That's what we're trying to do. We want to work around the steps and feel like, oh, I'm here now. And guess what? Your foundation is so weak, 
that when you get there, you can't handle the pressure because you miss the foundational steps. I asked the Lord to help me dance in church, Dan. I guess he let me do a little bit of that. <laughs> Seriously, look at this, look at this, look at this. We jump steps, we miss steps because somehow we think, well, I'm older now, so no, no, no. I love what you're doing. I'm going to go back and do it the way it was supposed to be done right because now it's lining up with the purpose of the God-given ability that God has given me. Clear purpose. I want to tell you something. You ready for this? Watch this. Paul's purpose statement for his life. Let me tell you what a purpose statement is. It gives direction. I'm going to hit you with something here in a minute. Watch this. Ready for this? Here's Paul. And listen, your purpose statement is almost like your vision or your mission statement. Those of you who have taken leadership class know what I'm talking about, right? Watch this. But you, here's Paul's purpose statement. To know him better. (laughs) To know him better. Now let me ask you this. What's your purpose statement? To get more money. To be on another level. To succeed. To be famous. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just saying, not y'all. Y'all spiritual. I forgot. What's your purpose statement? Write it down. 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 It needs to be one sentence. One phrase. And you can borrow, you can borrow Paul's. Tell your neighbor, I'm finna borrow Paul's. <laughs> Tell your neighbor now, if I borrow Paul's now, I, I gotta make sure that I'm heading in that direction. Because here's the thing, you, you don't want to carry that cross. You understand what I'm saying? But the question I have for you this morning. How can you say you want to live on purpose when you have no purpose statement? Paul says, I press on. I'm pursuing something. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The word carries the idea of being diligent in order to obtain. Can I ask you something? What's waking you up every day? What's, what's that thing? I know God waking you up every morning. I'm saying, what's driving you? Some of us, we get up, we just, we just, we just there. We got time on our hands. Can I talk to you for a minute? And the only reason we work is because we got to pay them bills. But if we didn't have to work, we just sit in front of TV. We're aimlessly going through life without purpose. What is your purpose? To know him. To be more like Christ. To worship. To bring glory to him. Those are mine. I'm kind of 
grabbing a piece of his, you know what I mean? Listen, to, to give him glory in everything I do. I'm not super spiritual. I do need a little money. You feel what I'm saying? But the point is, I, I'm going to deal with the first things first. You see what I'm saying? And what I'm going to say is this. If I pursue God as Paul was pursuing God with a purpose statement like that, to know him better. Put that on Instagram or somewhere. My purpose statement in life is to know him better. Yeah, better. I had to emphasize that a little bit. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Do you have a purpose to finish? But here's the question. Do you have a purpose to even start? I thank God I found my purpose. I want you to find yours. Listen, when God was cultivating you on them streets, some of you ain't been on the street. When God was cultivating you in corporate America, Y'all ain't trying to hear me. When, when God was cultivating you in that bad relationship you had, when, when God was cultivating you in that abusive situation that you just came out of, it was to get you back on purpose. But you didn't get it. So you had to go through it. Because you didn't believe that you had the power to live better. Powerful. He says, I what? I press on. What did he say he press on to, though? He says, he says, I press on toward the what? No, it's too gone, gone too far already. See, this is why we got to read scriptures slowly. He says, what? Toward the what? Now, y'all already think, y'all already thought y'all were going to get me on this point. Now, you ain't going to get me on this. I'm going to mess you up on this point. Give me the next point. Some of you all over the place. Because you, you multidextral and... I didn't even worried, but I'm saying you just, you just, listen, I'm going to say that I'm super gifted. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not tooting, I'm super gifted. I, I didn't realize this until recently when somebody pointed it out to me. Like, you're super gifted, dude. I mean, seriously, when it comes down to this stuff here, I'm super gifted. Super gifted. But I know I just need one focus. See, I can't build websites, graphic design, market, do all that, and do this. I can multitask, right? But God has given me some super stuff. It blows my mind. Okay? It blows my mind. I could sit down, literally, right? And in my mind, I could map out the whole book. 
in, in less than an hour, map it out. I can see the chapters. I can see it. I can see it. Multi-gifted, man, multi-gifted. And some of you are like that. But here's the thing. You have to prioritize your focus. What is it that needs to be done now? I knew something was going to happen in this message today. Listen, it's scary to me the gifts that God has given me. It scares me because I want to be everything. Be a DJ. I want to be on the radio. I want to be on TV. I want to write. I want to do this. I want to graphic design. I want to build apps. Uh, I want to want to design. Uh, I can design anything. See, it can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know why? Because my mind is always going. That's why I need need next week to pause and have a single focus, single focus, single focus. And guess what? Some of you are just like me. How many of you like me? Let me see all the super gifted people. Come on, you got some gifts. Yeah, you super gifted. Super, I'm talking about you super gifted. You can cook, you can make tea cakes, do all that. <laughs> and look, and everything, now, now, now y'all may be getting my spirit because, watch this, and every time you get an idea, you want to turn to a business. <laughs> Benny is super gifted. He showed, I saw, I saw with my own eyes. I saw that with my own eyes. You know, you gotta tell me he's super gifted. Benny's super gifted, man. I said, man, this dude came in here and he like, I said, man, this dude here. And I said, did you go to school? Then go to school for that. That's how you know you're super gifted. Something God put in you. Now, some of us, you know, they're spiritual gifts. But some of us are super gifted. But you don't have to turn everything into a business. Touch your neighbor and say, ouch. That's because you're picking up the pastor spirit. You're getting the pastor spirit because that's who I am. That's what I do. I, I, I'm, I, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. Everything I look at, I want to turn into a business. Listen, I want to sell land, build houses. I mean, listen, I to, I, I, this is serious stuff here, y'all. But here's the thing. God taught me something. Focus on one thing. Watch this. That lines up with your purpose. Now watch this. He says, I press towards the goal. So he never, watch this, he never stops setting goals. All right? So here's how you set goals. Immediate goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, future goals. But the goal that he was talking about is different than just setting goals. That's why I said, that's why you got to stay contextual when you're preaching. He says, he says, it's the focus that I'm dealing with. But I just gave you that practical stuff right there, all right? Immediate goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, future goals. 
You'll never be broke a day in your life if you do that. Not a day in your life if you follow that plan. But have a single focus and never make the focus money. Make the focus about the purpose. And what's the purpose? To know him. Watch this. Watch this. I believe that if this church, if we shift our focus to knowing him more, Paraland need to watch out. We'll break down the barriers of religion around here. We'll break down the barriers of materialism around here. And we will get to the heart of the matter. Because all of us have one single focus, and that is to what? To know him. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Here's a... See, your, fo- your, your focus on finishing... When you can see the finish line, that's the goal. You, you hear what I'm saying? The idea of the goal is to see the finish line. So here's what you got to ask yourself. Write this down. This is some, just straight up from upstairs. Watch this. How close are you to the finish line? Some of you are two credits away from the degree. What's the hold up? Oh, money, time. See? Excuses. The question is are you close enough to the finish line where you can see the flag? That's the idea that Paul says when he says, I press on, watch this, toward the goal. That's what he's saying. He's saying, uh, I, I see the mark. I see, listen, I'm so close. This is why I thought it was a great piece for, for the finale because I can see the end. But you and I are so close to the end, but we, we, it's like every time we make one move, we take 10 steps back. Because of our focus. We're not focusing on the end. We're focusing on the now. The now. It looks bad now. I don't have no money now. Uh, Let me ask a question. Are you always going to be broke? Are you always going to be broken? Are you always going to be depressed? Are you always going to be without? Are you always going to be complaining? Are you all, come on, come on. That's not going to move you closer to the goal. The, the, the idea is that you fix your eyes. He says, I'm pressing on towards the goal. So let me ask you a question. What's your direction? If the finish line is here, why are you in this lane? The finish line is right here. What? Right there. Why are you in this lane? Why are you even in this lane? It's not even your lane. Multi, multi, multi-gifted. Multi-gifted. Listen, listen. You know how, listen, multi-gifted. Why are you here? 
Tell your neighbor this. Tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. Say wake up. Say neighbor. Now that you're up, I'm going to tell you something. Get in your lane. I press no matter how hard it gets because, listen, you know what's crazy? You know what's real crazy about this whole thing? Let me tell you what's so crazy about this whole thing. I will not let people take me off purpose. I know my purpose. And I haven't even touched the Listen, I believe there's so much more to learn. Y'all haven't even heard preaching yet. <laughs> Listen, wait, wait till God's finished with me. <laughs> you want to jump? You want to shout? You want to dance? You want to fall out? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Because guess what? I haven't even touched it yet. But I'm heading in that direction. You know Why? Because I don't sit around talking about I am a preacher. No, baby. I'm in the lab every day. I'm knocking it. I'm pulling it. I'm pulling it apart. I'm saying, all right, God, where, what, what do I need to learn? What do I need to learn? I need some revelation now on this word. Know your purpose. Your pur- if your purpose is to preach, master it. If your purpose is to be a doctor, master it, whatever it is, master it, or else you're just going to be like everybody else. Master it. That's what you do. You want to drive trucks, master it. Master that thing. Go in there with the mindset, when you go to school, I'm praying for you. When you go to school, brother, let me tell you something, I'm praying for you. Master it. Ask questions. What is that? What is that? What is that? Tell me, what is that? And if you just ask questions, shut up, they'll talk. (laughs) They'll talk. They'll tell you. Oh, I don't know why I'm staying there. Listen, listen, listen. You have the purpose that you're going to finish. I'm going to finish. How many are you going to finish? How many are going to finish? How many are you going to finish? Let me see you. You're going to finish. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You need a what? Let, let, let me say this. Paul saw the finish line. That he would be with Christ. And he was not going to let nothing stop him from that goal. Prison, he said, I ain't going to let it stop me. Pain, problems, watch this. He had been beaten. He had been shipwrecked. Come on, somebody. Somebody in the Bible with me. He had been, he had been deceived by his own brethren. He had been shipwrecked. He had been, watch this, a day and night in the deep. He had been without food, but he said, I'm Focus. And now I'm in a prison. Inmate number 9762. 12. But he said, "Uh uh-uh. You could do whatever you want to do to this body. You could beat me. You could mentally abuse me. You could lie on me, you could cuss me, you could do all that. 
But I got a focus, man, that you cannot take. I'm going to stop letting you take it from me. You woke up this morning, you came here on purpose, and guess what? You got side railed. Because somebody wanted to take your focus. Lord Jesus. Look what he says next. He says, for the prize. That's the next part. Don't go no further than that. For the what? Now, now here's the interesting thing about this word. Prize. The word for prize carries the idea of an umpire. An umpire. Amen. The word carries the idea to rule. Watch this. To be a director. An umpire. What does an umpire do, y'all? I don't care. You could be 6'9", 6'15 and a half. Seven foot. I'm sorry. However tall you are, you'd be big and bad. You'd be all that. But who controls the game? Who controls the game, y'all? Because he's got the what? The rule book. He knows the rules. You with me? Watch this. Watch this now. He says, I'm working... I got a purpose, I got a goal, right? I got a single focus. But Paul says, I'm trying to get to this what? Reward. See, a lot of us are running. Put 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 it up, put it up, put it up. Why are you running? What's the reward in it? Watch this. You know why it's not working out for you? Wrong rewards. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Listen, some of us get, we get satisfaction out of being applauded at. And that's the reward. Watch this. We go through a whole NFL season to come to the end to get this medal, tro- this trophy, right? And then what? Well, you get a little money in your pocket. And then what is what I'm asking? See, your rewards have to be eternally based. Here's what Paul is saying. I'm doing things on earth and I'm stacking up rewards in heaven. How rich will you be in heaven? Now, if you don't think he's coming back, he's coming back. So he says, I'm working towards the goal, but I got the prize in mind. You know why a lot of us quit? Because we ain't working for us. We're working to benefit everybody else. And then we don't even, then we lose track of why we even doing it. The rewards. What are you doing it for? Why are you living on purpose for that? 
if that's the thing that's driving your life, are other people benefiting from it? Or only you benefiting from it? Is the, uh, let me ask you this. The, is the kingdom benefiting from it? Are you umpiring? Well, do I have anybody? Uh, are you a good ref? <laughs> See, because watch this. The root, this is the root word, so you can't, but, but I just want to throw it in there. Watch this. Are you playing by the rules? Or are you making up the rules as you go? And watch this. You'll never get to the reward. Because you have moved the mark. And you have taken your eyes off the goal. Oh, that was, that was heavy right there. That was, that was heavy. See, 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 the question you have to ask is this. I'm doing this thing, but what is it, what, what's in it for me? Think about this for a minute. Paul was thinking about the Greek games when he wrote about the prize. And the winner of those games was called to a place where the judge sit, sat and he would receive the prize. It's the same picture of the Bema seat for the believer. Now, let me go theological with you real quick. The real prize, y'all, is what you're doing here on earth. One day, you and I will stand before God. And he's going to say, the Bema seat is for believers. The great white throne is for unbelievers. So we are working for the prize so that we can get into the presence of the judge. It's called the Bema seat. And then when we stand before him, we will receive, watch this, eternal rewards. But while you're on earth, you'll receive some of those rewards. He'll bless you. He'll, he'll take care of you. Come on, somebody. He'll, he'll heal you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Earthly rewards. Uh, listen, earthly, the prize is what pushes you to purpose. Write it down, write it down. The prize pushes you to purpose. Don't let the reward only be earthly but eternal. Watch what he says next. He says, this is going to bless somebody. Look what he says. He says, I'm pressing on. Towards the prize for the upward call, for the upward what? For the what kind of call? Upward what? Where? Of who? Of who? You know why it's unfinished? Put it on the screen. I'm going to sit down and drop the mic. What does it say there? Let me ask you a question. What's your calling? The call of God. And I believe that some of us are trying to do everything else other than walk in our calling. I already told you what God's going to do with you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, uh-huh. I already told you. It's going to come to pass. I already told you what God's going to do with you. 
I already know. And it's going to happen. It's not going to be because I told you. It's because you're going to see it yourself. You're calling. You're calling. Not you. Listen. I want to say this though. Your career can be your calling. Okay. Yes. Yes. Your career can be your calling. Because God can take the career. Watch this. Bless it. And have you to touch lives there. But pipe stuff back into the kingdom. So let me ask you this question. It's unfinished because you ain't operating in your calling. That's why it's not working. That's why every time you try to pick it up, it fails because it's not your calling. But pastor, how do I get to know my calling? Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming right here. And you will discover it through maturity. We can't take all these steps to this. All these steps today is heavy. It's loaded. You got to take one step next week. I want you to take one step at a time. One life point every week. Every day next week and say, okay, all right, Lord. Start praying. Like, start praying about your purpose. Start praying about the reward. Lord, what is the reward? What am I really working for here? Am I trying to, is it just money? Is it just comfortability? What's your reward? Because listen, and I need to elaborate this on the righteous. Here's the thing. If you make, if you, if you find a job and you're making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year, is that the reward that will make you happy? See, it's not in money. Money is just a convenience of this life. We need it. And we want a whole lot of it. But if it's not lined up with your calling, I know my calling. I don't, I question it at first. I want to tell you now, it's, it's hard to discern your calling at times when you're multi-talented and multi-gifted. Because then you're all over the place. So that's why I need to stop and say, okay, I need a single focus. I'm telling you what I'm living through. Watch this. Watch this. What's your calling? He says, see his name. Now that you know your calling, watch this. You have to be prepared for your calling. Some of you have been called to do ministry. And you got a whole school right here. And if you're right here and you're missing that, you got a different focus. You got a whole different focus. Now, some of you are called to truck school. We find you a truck school. <laughs> Amen. You, you follow what I'm saying? You get to the place where you can, watch this, you can cultivate. Remember what I said? Career can be your calling too. I believe God works in the work. Listen, he, he needs doctors. He don't need, but... You know what I'm saying? And, and if you're a Christian and you know God, guess how many lives you can change? Because a lot of people don't come to church, y'all, but you can touch them right where they are. You're calling. And some of us have thrown our calling to the side, y'all, in pursuit of the reward only. 
You see, as a child of God, your calling is what God wants you to pursue. You hear what I said? Lord, let me pursue my calling. Your business, your career, your ministry must all line up with your calling or else it's going to be unfinished. Listen, when I started VisionNet, the web design company, I wasn't preaching yet. But you know what I was doing? I was building websites for churches. So I was in the church arena. I was around preachers all day long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I started to go to seminary, taking one class. You know what I'm saying? And I was working to, I didn't know I was going to preach. But I was working towards my calling. God was giving me experience in church. He was teaching me administration. He was teaching me marketing. He was teaching me systems. That's what he was teaching me while I was working in my call in my career. And then when he called me to preach, I was already in it understanding that because you doubt your calling a whole lot. You do. Because you don't know if it's God, you don't know if it's the devil, you don't this is why you need a relationship with God. This is why you need a pastor who can confirm and reaffirm and affirm that calling in you. A lot of us don't want to do what God wants us to do. We don't. You know, I, I know guys say, I don't want to preach. I know you don't want to preach, but that ain't your choice. That's what he called you to do. So get good with it. But you know what happens? As you grow, it grows on you. You hear what I'm saying? As you grow, it grows on you. So he says what? He says, he says you have to know your calling steps. Last one, last one. He says, verse 15, let us what? Dang, I got to go. Let us therefore as many as are what? Mature. Now that could have been a point right there. All right, that could have been a point, but I, I didn't have time. I have about 17 points here. <laughs> and I need you to just, I know we're trying to just work on number one. But write this point down. You have to mature. <laughs> if I were to give you a point, I would say, Put that point right there. You have to mature. What does that look like? You have to come to Bible study. You have to go to connection class. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray. You have to fast. You have to learn spiritual things. You have to live in holiness. You have to live in righteousness. You have to give. You have to serve. You ain't really doing nothing until you start giving. I just want to tell you that. You ain't really doing nothing. Until you what? Until you're given. Because now you're not being selfish with the resources that God has given you. Now watch this. Watch what he says. Come on. Yeah, watch what he says. He says, and if in anything, look at the word anything. Look at the word, let's say, in anything you have a what kind of what? What? What's, what what do he say? In anything you have a what? A what? A what? Now y'all know how we act sometimes. We got a what kind of attitude? 
He says, if any of you have a different attitude, who's going to expose you? It's unfinished, right? But you got this nasty attitude. You walking around like everybody done did something to you. God said, I'm going to expose your tail. And I'm going to do it at a time where everybody's watching. Be careful. Last point. You must have the what? If you're going to finish, if you're going to finish, you need the what? The right kind of attitude.